بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ما بعد respected elders brothers and sisters my young friends assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh for the past few weeks there has been an ongoing crisis across this country we have seen the blockade of train lines a fear of shortage of critical supplies and protests in various cities across the country at the forefront of this there is the construction of a natural gas pipeline from alberta to british columbia running through indigenous aboriginal territories including the wet'suwet'en territory a group of hereditary chiefs of the wet'suwet'en nation are opposed to this pipeline running through their territory through their land because of the danger it poses to their land and to the environment the other issue at the forefront is the fact that the police the RCMP went onto their territory to enforce a court injunction and arrested their people who were trying to stop the construction from going ahead these are the issues that are apparent but there is a lot that is not apparent and at the root of this issue like many other issues that we see is injustice oppression and deception the story of the indigenous aboriginal peoples in this country in this land is very similar to the story of many other peoples in different parts of the world they were a people who were living on their land by themselves with their own language and culture their own way of life and they were living off their land then came some explorers or newcomers if you will not seeking war but seeking friendship and trade and in some cases seeking help but their true intentions were hidden their true intentions were hidden and were not made apparent and the indigenous populations welcomed them in good faith they didn't fight them they welcomed them in good faith and over time the settlers started expanding and establishing themselves in ways that the hosts never agreed to and never wanted then the settlers made promises and so and even signed agreements that they didn't live up to in other words it's like someone coming to your house as a guest and you welcome them because you're a good person you act in good faith so you welcome them into your home and then they overstay their welcome and eventually force you into the basement and take over the house and start running it the way they want to. 
the indigenous populations never gave consent, never gave permission, never ceded their land. They never signed up for this. And even the land that we are on right now is unceded Algonquin territory. This is land upon which we live and we operate and we live our lives, we work, we pray, right? which was actually never given up by the rightful owners. Right? It was actually taken away from them. So they never signed up for this, but they have been driven out and oppressed and controlled. And it's not just that, it's not just the land, but their culture and their way of life destroyed, purposefully, purposely destroyed. Even their children taken away forcefully and then abused. This country has a terrible history of residential schools where the children of indigenous aboriginal families would be taken away, sometimes with the promise of a good education, right? but instead were abused, right? sometimes at gunpoint. Right? This is a reality and these schools were going on, were still there until even the 90s. In many parts of the world, the colonizers left, and in others, they never left. And it's the same story for the indigenous people of Canada as it is for the indigenous people of Palestine. And in this way, Canada and Israel are very similar. For most of us, our presence here is similar to the presence of people who immigrate to Israel. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, we must recognize that a grave wrong has been committed and we have benefited from that wrong. Now you may ask, why was it wrong? After all, the history of the world is filled with conquests and the taking over of land by other powers. But there are two key aspects of these types of takeovers that should serve as a warning for us all, including for us as individuals in our personal lives. So let's talk about that. The first is regarding treachery. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and honor your pledges, honor your covenants, your agreements, for you will surely be accountable for them. So if you agree to something, if you have an agreement, a pact, you make a promise, you sign on something, you give your word, you will be asked about that if you do not live up to it. And the Prophet ﷺ told us that that for everyone who breaks his covenant, there will be a flag a huge flag on the day of resurrection and it will be said and yu'rafubi will be recognized from that and it will be said that yuqalu hadhihi ghadratu fulani that this flag proclaims a breach of covenant by so and so so it is something that we will be taken that every single person will be taken to account for on the day of judgment and indeed breaking a covenant and an agreement will be 
a liability and a source of shame on the day of judgment. Abdullah ibn Abbas said that there is no people who betrays their covenant. That there is no people who betray, who betrays their covenant except that Illa Sallatullahu Alayhi Mulladu. But Allah gives their enemies power over them. Allah gives their enemies power over them. When there is an open war between states, between countries and groups, it is expected that there will be some deception when it comes to tactics, messaging, propaganda, and so on. And the Prophet ﷺ has told us about that. right? And as a side note, this should serve as a warning to us as well. To be careful and to be aware and not to believe everything that we hear. Not to believe everything that we hear, especially when there are conflicts ongoing. And again, this is for states or groups who are actually battling it out. But even then, even in that scenario, treachery and deceit that involve the breaking of pledges and treaties or not honoring them is never allowed. So even when it comes to state actors, right, legitimate cases where there may be war between two states or two groups, even then treachery and deceit, breaking of pledges and treaties is not allowed. This approach, my brothers and sisters, that we have seen the colonizers employ is to achieve the goals of war without war but through deceit and treachery. And as we see, what does it do? It saves the aggressor the pain and cost of war. So the ones who are oppressing, who are aggressing, it saves them the cost and pain of war, but it extends the pain and suffering for the victims. So it's not any better for the victims, because they get taken advantage of, they have their rights trampled upon, but it is the aggressors, the oppressors, who are able to save themselves from the cost and the pain of war. So as individuals and as communities, we must always uphold our agreements and promises. And of course, this goes for states as well. Secondly, is the issue of usurping land. Yes, we can say that the convention is that if a country attacks another, as has happened throughout history, and the latter, meaning the one who was attacked, loses, then the attacker takes over their land. This is what we have seen, this is the norm in the world. But in this land, in this land upon which we are right now, and in Palestine, there was no declaration of war against the indigenous populations. And in many cases, the land that people rightfully owned was forcefully taken away or they were tricked into giving it up. So they're living their lives, people come in and deceive them and trick them, right? or forcefully take away the land that they rightfully own. So then we have the warnings regarding the unlawful usurping of land. And this is something which is common in some parts of the world. But it is something that happens here too sometimes. When a person 
takes land that does not belong to them on their, as their own. So it's a neighbor's property, someone else's property, right? and you encroach upon it, or you deceive someone. And subhanAllah, we see cases like this. Right? Cases that I know of. Right? And it's not just about land, because we can expand the warning to include anything that is wrongfully taken. Because the same principle applies to all types of things that are owned. Right? Cases where friends, Muslims, brothers, huh? Muslim brothers who trust each other, get into agreements, form a partnership, start a business, and then treachery comes in. Forgery of documents. One person is trusting the other. Oh, mashallah, he's a great brother. Yes, mashallah, he offers salah. Yes, we know each other for a long time, so on and so forth. Uh, but behind the scenes, uh, documents are being forged. Right? Things are going on behind the scenes that the other person, the other partner is not aware of. And all of a sudden, one day, you're out. You're out. You're no longer a partner. All your investment, your effort, oh, it doesn't matter. Person disappears. This has happened. I've seen this almost firsthand. So wrongfully taking anything that does not belong to one. And again, we can extend it to matters within families as well. Inheritance. Right? Due shares that are prescribed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That are not given to those who they are due. We see things like this. They happen. Greed comes in. Sometimes it may be under the cover of necessity, but it doesn't make it right. Times of marriage, you're all excited, you're emotional, say, okay, mahar, whatever I'm out. But in the back of the mind, you have no intention of paying the mahar to your wife. There's no intention of paying the mahar. Right? It's just a security in case something happens. But no, but that's her right. Unless she forgives it, that is her right. It is due upon you. Right? If she says she wants it now at the time of nikah, you have to give it then. If she agrees to delay it, fine, that is permissible. If she agrees to it. But it doesn't mean it's forgiven. Or it doesn't mean it's just there, you know, never to be given. Right? So think before getting into these types of situations and agreements. So going back to usurping land, taking property that does not belong to one, the Prophet ﷺ said that مَنْ ظَلَمَ قِيدَ شِبْرٍ مِّنَ الْأَرْضِ طُوِّقَهُ مِنْ That whoever seizes a handspan of land unlawfully, whoever seizes a handspan of land unlawfully, will surround him to the depth of seven earths. Meaning on the Day of Judgment. So seizing land and property unlawfully is prohibited and is a very serious matter. Right? It's not something to be taken lightly. And it doesn't matter, the scholars say, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. It doesn't matter if it's very valuable or not very valuable. Right? Because on the Day of Judgment, accountability will be for every single thing, for every single act, regardless of its value. Prophet ﷺ said 
that man ma laysa lahu falaysa minna that whoever claims something that does not belong to him whoever claims something that does not belong to him or to her of course then he is not one of us he is not one of us falaysa minna and that's not it so let him take his place in the hellfire. Again, it's open. It's not limited to just property. Whoever claims something, whoever claims something that does not belong to him, and you know what belongs to you and what does not belong to you. So do not make any false claims to that which does not belong to you. Again, back to family matters. We see this, especially when it comes to cases of divorce, separation. Be truthful, be honest in all situations, because if you take that, if you take that, even successfully, maybe you argue in court, you make a case, you convince the judge, but if it actually does not belong to you, then you don't have any right upon it. And it is as if you have taken fire. Essentially the fire of hell. Because you have taken something which is not yours. Right? So be very careful. Wallahi, my brothers and sisters, that land or property or wealth or anything that is taken wrongfully can become a very heavy and deep liability on the day of judgment. One that a person may be unable to overcome. May not be able to overcome it. Right? You may think that in this world... Yes, I have you know, gotten closer, closer to success or what I believe, what I think is success. Yes, I have gotten ahead by accumulating some more wealth, by getting some property, by getting this or by getting that. But in reality, it's taking you down. It's pulling you down on the Day of Judgment. It's a liability. You may not be able to overcome that on the Day of Judgment. Because the day of judgment is a day of ultimate justice. Ultimate justice between not just all human beings, but living creatures as well. The Prophet ﷺ said, The rights of every people will be restored on the day of resurrection. Even between the hornless sheep and Ashatil Qarna and the horned sheep, even the pain and the injustice that may have occurred between animals, the Prophet ﷺ has said that it will be restored on the day of judgment. How it will be done, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But it is to underline the seriousness of this matter. The seriousness of this matter of being uh, of being careful and ensuring that we respect the rights of others, that we do not go beyond in our interactions with one another. Because as we have discussed before, when it comes to the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which of course are the most important, because that is the most important relationship we have. When it comes to those rights, certainly they are due upon us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah Azza wa Jalla can forgive a person if they sincerely ask for repentance, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to shower His mercy and forgiveness upon them. But when it comes to the rights of people, when it comes to hukuq al-ibad, 
It is not just the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it is also restitution and restoring the rights of the individual who was wronged. And if they're no longer here, or if you go through this life without fixing, without repairing the damage and the harm that you have caused, then on the Day of Judgment, there will be justice. You will have to pay. Islamically, those who usurp unlawfully are not only liable for returning that land or that property, but also for damages and the market rent for its use. So it's not just about returning the property, but it's also the use and the benefit and the damage and everything else that you have caused unlawfully. That is also due. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in the Quran, وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَتُدُلُوا بِهَا إِلَى الْحُكَّامِ لِتَأْكُلُوا فَرِيقًا مِنْ أَمْوَالِ النَّاسِ بِالْإِثْمِ وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Do not consume one another's wealth unjustly, nor deliberately bribe authorities in order to devour a portion of others' property, knowing that it is a sin. So Allah Azza wa Jal has addressed this in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has addressed this in the Qur'an. So be careful when it comes to the rights of others and especially when we talk about the properties of others. Brothers, please move forward and fill in the gaps. Jazakallah khair. So going back to the rights of indigenous, indigenous peoples here and elsewhere, when we see protests or we see blockades, remember that it is the expression of injustice and oppression and anger and frustration that has built up over 200 years. Built up over 200 years from which we are unfortunately benefiting from. And at the very least, it is our responsibility to understand the issues, understand what the issue is, show support, and speak out for justice whenever possible. See, it is very easy to call for peace when you are not the oppressed. And this is what we see around the world. People say, why are those people always fighting? Why are they always angry and why are they upset? Why can't they just get along? Why can't they just be peaceful? But for the oppressed, peace is unattainable without justice. Peace is unattainable without justice. Whether it's here in Canada, whether it's in Palestine, or anywhere else in the world, whether it's societies and communities, or whether it's families and individuals. No justice, no peace. If you want peace, you have to have justice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from committing any type of injustice May Allah Azza wa Jalla ease the pain of those who have been wronged. And may He grant them justice and peace. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all forms of treachery and falsehood and oppression. Ameen wa khudawan. Alhamdulillah.